listening to the Batman Universe Commentaries, brought to you by thebatmanuniverse.net. Join the staff of the Batman Universe as we watch another exciting incarnation of the Cape Crusader from his extensive media library. Welcome to the Batman Universe Specials, we, and we are bringing you the commentary for Batman vs. Dracula animated movie. And this is Zach, and today I'm joined by... This is Don. This is Josh. And uh, so we're going to get right into this, um, and make sure you have your movie set to pause, and we are going to start in 3, 2, 1. The Batman versus Dracula. Yeah, I kind of wonder what uh, your guys' thoughts were when you first heard about this movie coming out. Um. Or just seeing it (laughs) at a glance the first time. I can't remember exactly when this movie came out. I didn't watch the series regularly. And we'll probably talk more about that as the movie is on. Like, just our personal connection to the actual cartoon show. But um, the first time I saw this was when it aired on Cartoon Network. It was a Saturday, and I had nothing to do, and I watched it. And I was actually pleasantly surprised when I, when I did end up seeing it. But uh, <laughs> I actually only saw, like, the second half of it. I've not seen the entire movie in its entirety until the purposes for this recording. But, um, I mean, when it was coming out, I wasn't very excited because I didn't – I just didn't really care for the show. I didn't think it was a horrible anything. It's just, I just – it wasn't. It wasn't my thing. But um, this movie, this movie in of itself, I thought was. Um, it was. It was kind of cool. It was. It was. A, it was a step up. It was darker. It was a lot more intense, and um, it. It just generally. It didn't seem. It didn't seem. It seemed like they tried harder for this movie, and I thought that it showed, especially by the end of the movie, something a little more, a little more engaging. So that, that was my. That was my initial thoughts on it. Yeah, I actually hadn't seen this until I watched like part of it yesterday. Okay. Um I haven't seen the thing in its entirety either. Why is that dude wearing uh, a cape? But he's crazy. You know. <laughs> I know. C four. <laughs> I see what they did there. What were we going to say, uh, Zach? Well, I was just saying, um, I had mixed feelings about the show when it was on. I've not seen the entire thing. Uh, it was something that I kind of was on and off with. 
and I know we've talked about in the past the show and what its problems, but I feel like that this was a step up from the show, but I still think that the problems that the show have still carry over into this movie. Uh, Things like we get later when we see the Joker. A lot of the ways that they interpreted the characters um, continue to be kind of uh, annoyances throughout this movie continue. But I did like, you know, I've always liked the idea of, you know, Batman and Dracula. And this isn't, you know, nearly the first time that they've appeared together in a story or even in movies. Um, I know back in the 60s there was a unauthorized movie that was directed and produced by uh, the artist Andy Warhol called Batman Dracula, which... If you can find that, good luck. Uh, I know that only played in his uh, art exhibits. And then there's also a, a Filipino movie called Batman Fights Dracula, um, which came right around the time that that all of these movies were... All these Western pop culture films were hitting across Asia and Turkey and all these places. Like Jimmy Olsen and that. And amygdala in my eye. Here's everybody's favorite part of the entire show. <laughs> I gotta say though, I, I'm not nearly as uh, as uh, annoyed or intense or uh, irritated by this version of the Joker as a lot of people are. I think the voice is really good. By yeah, Kevin yeah I like everything about him except for the just how he looks. The Rossifarian clown look. Yeah. I mean, I like this whole series, how it was a lot darker. I mean, obviously not... Well, no, it wasn't. <laughs> but, I mean, not, not darker than that, but it was like a dark take. It's just, like Zach said, the villains, some of them, the designs were just ridiculous. I actually really, you know, we're seeing the penguin. Yeah, I, did, I really liked the way that they used him, because he actually was, you know, a legitimate threat as far as, you know, he had combat skills, you know, he could kind of hold his own in a fight with Batman, and I really like that, but... Uh, that kind of annoyed me. <laughs> I, I like my penguin not to do judo all over the place, but that's just me. Yeah, but uh, the Riddler was a big, big mess <laughs> of a character, and the Joker, I, you know, I don't. it doesn't bother me as much. I appreciate that they tried to do something very different. Um, very acrobatic. Yeah, you know, I I don't like the fact that he's not wearing shoes. Um, I don't get how you could get around that easy without shoes on. But uh, I'm trying to... I think Clayface was another kind of odd one. Just the look of him. Um, the the storyline behind Clayface was pretty good. Because they, they, they really built it up in a Harvey Dent-esque kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that's a character, actually, that's really flourished in the animated shows um, and then never been able to really, for some reason, translate uh, to comics, at least recently, really well. Yeah. It, it, it's horrible, like a bit thing. Which I think the fact that there's, like five or six different clay faces is a huge problem, but... This show, I was going to say, this show used the Penguin about as much as the 60s show did, which is, like, almost all the time. And the fact that they kind of did that 
I mean, I, I don't. I, I think the Penguin is one, one of those Batman villains that, like, I don't hate him, but but because he's a villain, he has to pro, he has to pose some sort sort of threat, and I don't see how he can. So the show did actually give him some chops. They they gave him like a backstory with the Waynes, I remember, and uh, they uh, gave him martial arts skills. But I still didn't like it. <laughs> but to each his own. Yeah, he's a he's a villain for me that. I think he's classic because he's been around so long, but I don't know that he's uh, like a classic character. Um, I just kind of feel like he's a gimmicky villain. Um, I really like the way that they wrote him in the animated series um, because they humanized him in a way to make him relatable rather than just stout little guy that, you know hates the world. And I guess in a way Tim Burton did that too in Batman Returns except for he made him look physically like a penguin almost. So. Well, I, don't, I, I, I personally didn't like how he was in Batman Returns, but that's another story. <laughs> this is something like uh, I was watching this and I was like, you know, this is a very haphazard kind of opening because it's, it's like, you know, one, one's the penguin to do, on the other hand, Batman chasing the Joker. And I wasn't yeah. sure if this was like because typically with these animated movies, they really try to do something big, big and different and exciting. And it really is kind of just almost typical. It almost is just like an, literally an episode of the anime, of the the Batman animated series. So I was wondering, like, what do you guys think? Is this, is this like anything worth <laughs> doing over? Uh, well, I, I, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I, I kind of I agree when I was, when I watched this the first time, it was like 10 minutes into the movie. And I was like, there's really nothing special here yet. Yeah. Well, I, I just think it, you know, you, the way that they open the movie with the credits and then you roll to this, it's just kind of like, okay, whatever. I've seen this happen, you know, hundreds of times. Um, yeah, exactly. I think it's kind of cool. I, I, I kind of like the concept of something happening while Batman fights the Joker in another scene. But that's like, the way, the way, it's, the way it's executed, I think, is a little... Like, it, it really, really drags out, like, with the Penguin, like, talking to himself and everything. Mm-hmm. I forgot all about the... And I forgot this movie's about Dracula for a while, because, like, nothing was even mentioned or anything yet. Yeah, you just had, like, like this, this orange-haired Penguin mugging to the camera every five seconds. Yeah. I didn't know Eric Cartman grew up to be the Penguin. <laughs> well, now you know. The Penguin is actually voiced by uh, Tom Kenny, which he always was in a show, but... Tom Kenny is also the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants, and uh, you can tell by I and I can kind of hear a hint of his voice. I can kind of hear a hint in his voice in there of of SpongeBob, I guess. I will say that this show always had like a, a, like a one thing that this show did actually I think better than the animated series, which is almost blasphemy to say, but it was a lot more physical. There was a lot more acrobatics and a lot more. You saw the training of Batman kind of come out in the character, by the way he moved, and there was always martial arts going on. And I thought that was a very good. I thought that was a very big plus, especially when he fights somebody who's on his level. Um, I can't remember when he did, but you would see Batman in doing his instead of just like punching a guy really hard. He would just he would actually like use a nerve strike or something, or he would just you would, would he would be doing moves, and you would see that it's it's not just fighting. It's somebody who had all these years of training, apply them, 
you know, in his uh, field work. So I thought that was I thought that was a pretty good thing that he did. Yeah, going back and watching, uh, recently rewatching a lot of the animated series, um, there there really isn't a ton of action, uh, episode to episode. You know, it it really usually comes in the beginning of that third act of the you know twenty two minutes or whatever, and it's about five minutes and then it's over, um, which I think thinking about it really is like a testament to how great that show was that it really did it didn't rely heavily on its its action to make it so good <laughs> we're talking about how awesome another show is when we're talking about a di- we're watching a completely different show <laughs> well you know it's it's really hard for me when you're watching uh an animated batman something not to try to compare it to oh yeah you know the superior of anything that we've seen or so that, that was and I, I'm watching Penguin drip blood on the, onto this corpse, and it turned into Dracula. So you know, I, I mean, I don't. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. I I don't really care for the Joker's blue tongue either. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does have a blue tongue. <laughs> blue, blue fingernails. Yeah. I didn't think this was kind of cool. Like, actually, I actually thought this was really kind of dark. Like the way he uh, goes out here. I mean, it's, it's actually really, it's really uh, kind of daring. I think for a kids' cartoon. I honestly, just the way he <laughs> appears to have just been electrocuted to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, that's a little over dramatic, but there are there are shots coming up in the yeah there right there <laughs> where you see him sink to the bottom. That's, that's pretty cool. Well, for some reason, I think a, you can get a, electrocution is something that they seem to get away with a lot. I know. Talking to about another animated movie, uh, Beyond Return of the Joker, they replaced uh, the Joker being shot by Tim Drake with the Joker something where he ends up in water and he gets electrocuted or something like that. Well, that was, so, well, that was also uh, shown off screen though, even the, even in the edited version, you just heard him scream and you like heard like a roasting sound effect. Joker Alarange, like this show, like like. I, th- I remember um, I, I have an interview book with Bruce Tim, and he talked about how in, in the original Batman anime series, they had tried to partner with Nocturna from the Batman comic books, and they could they would never be able to do it because it had involved vampires. They couldn't even mention the word vampire or even hint of somebody getting their neck bitten and their blood sucked. So, I mean, this, this that's another show. This, this another thing, another small thing the show has on that is that they're actually able to do it. Like you see blood, you see fangs, you see people getting bitten. Like it's not really. I don't think it's, I don't think it's very um, too much too censored. It's just you know, and, and I don't I don't think it should be because people know what vampires are about. I don't think it's that that intense of a concept for children to grasp. But I mean, this show got it before the anime series did. I'm sure the anime series would have done a lot much better though. Yeah, you always got to throw that in there, but um, I probably, probably would have. Uh, 
Um, oh, I'm sure they would have. Yeah. I also think, though, you know, this show came not that much later, but, you know, all that animated, animated series stuff, you know, that was the 90s. And this hit much later, and I think you could get away with more mm-hmm. than, than you did when they were running. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm fine with the, the blood and everything, but I feel like there, you know, there are ways to do it without making it so graphic. And while that doesn't bother me at all, it's just sometimes I'd be interested to see how I'm interested to see how cartoons take things that are much more adult and play them for a, a child's audience because I think that that is um, creative. You know, okay, how do we manage to do a vampire movie without blood or something like that? Mm, yeah, exactly. That, that that bit right there where, where Penguin was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I'm like, "Alpha," like he just kind of like just move <laughs> around. That kind of cartoony stuff is is cartoons, but you know, and this is a Batman cartoon, but you you expect more drama instead of just Penguin trying to make people laugh. Well. What do you guys think of the Batmobile that we just saw here? I've been talking too much. What do you think, Josh? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even pay attention to it. I was just... I don't know. I was, I was looking at Batman and how he hasn't changed his expression like the whole movie. It's just like... <laughs> he squinted every now and then. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you see his teeth and you don't. Like, everything else stays the same. So he goes back and forth between two different emotions. It's um, it's it's a lot like a lot of things that Batman's arsenal in this kind of cartoon. It's very shiny, and I visually I actually really like it because it is I kind of like that really like like shiny blue. I don't think it's very appropriate for Batman, but visually, I, I think it's I think it's pretty. Um, I, what do you think, Zach? Um, still talking about the Batmobile, right? Yeah. I th- I think it's. You know, it is what it is. I agree that I think the blue is a little, a little too brighter, but um, I I think I think it was all right. I, Batmobiles are something that I think a lot of some people are really, you know, serious about, and I'm kind of like, yeah, some of them are cool, but it's still a car, so I don't know. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I mean, just in cars in general for me too. So the the Batmobile is just. His way of getting around. It feels like spinning some gas mileage, yeah. Now we're introduced to... Uh, this is another thing that this show did. Um, yeah, it, yeah, actually, yeah. This is another thing the show did that the anime series didn't do because the animated series didn't have Vicky, Vicky Bale. Vicky Bale analog, uh, Summer Gleason, but this is, another th- this, this is another thing that was special about this movie in terms of its... In, when you compare it to his actual seasons, that this one shot had like um, had uh, one of Bruce's major love interests from the comics. Well, she's also vo- voiced by uh, Tara Strong, who voiced uh, Barbara Gordon yeah. during the uh, new Batman Adventures. Yeah, I was, was going to mention that. She, also, she looks like she has a fake nose. And her nose seems really uh, artificial. She could have got some work. Yeah. You were talking about, back when you were talking about the Penguins, about how cartoony some of that was, and I feel like that was another thing with the show, is that 
I don't feel like the show ever really knew its clear identity, that it was trying to do incorporate these dark themes, but then it was also trying to play to kids, and it they didn't connect, and we got these really campy, corny uh, moments where it just it just didn't fit with the world that they had created. Yeah, they should have gone all out, like, one way or the other. Kind of like Batman the Brave and the Bold is, like, 100% for kids. When you kind of go half, both way, you get something that's kind of awkward like this. That's actually interesting, yeah, because you have Batman the Animated Series, which is, um, I mean, kids can watch it, but it's also very much a show that adults can enjoy. Then you have this, which is half and half. Then you have Brave and the Bold, which is something almost completely for kids. <laughs> that's kind of an interesting transition. I think, you know, and I agree that the Brave and the Bold is definitely all out for kids for the most part. But I still think that, you know, they've done some things that make it uh, enjoyable for an adult audience, too. Um, Insult your intelligence. (laughs) Some of the things in here do. (laughs) Well, if if you haven't seen Chill the Night and Nights of Tomorrow, then... Exactly. But, um... Well, this show, um, this came out, this, like, this show premiered, I remember, around the same time Batman Begins came out, which is, I think, 2005, and it was kind of similar to when Batman the Animated Series came out around the time Batman Returns came out. I think it was trying to find its own identity separate from the movie, and it, I don't know if it tried too hard, or, I mean, I, I, I really like that it is so different from the Animated Series. I think that's refreshing. I, I really like that it's... Nothing in here really does resemble the animated series, but it does... Like, if you pretend like the animated series never happened, the show still does have a very kind of dark atmosphere compared to, I guess, the filmation cartoons. Like, it, it like, like everything... A lot of things are at night. Um, it just... It still comes up as a weak tea compared to the animated series. Is that one which is almost uncompromising in how it portrays people. Oh, I I very much agree that it I I just feel like um I don't feel like Batman is in this show is uh I don't feel like there's any time that you really in some way emotionally feel bad for him. I just feel like he's written very straight. Mm-hmm. Um and there's not a lot of moments at least during the show where there's this uh some sort of emotional struggle that the audience sees in that character. Um, he's not a tragic figure in this. He's just sort of a protagonist. Yeah, he's he's just kind of a superhero that's right. doing I'll, his job. I will say, though, that this, this movie does kind of get into... I think this movie does get into his head a little bit. More more than I remember seeing in the... Which I thought... I, I thought they actually did that pretty well. That, that was a nice touch with the... Uh, with punching the... The vampirized guard has his uh, knuckles on his gloves are ripped off. That was pretty cool. Is that shiny back grapple again? <laughs> but check, I, 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 again, I, I do like, but it's hard to justify when you're talking about Batman. I, everything just glow in the dark. Yeah. You mentioned too that the show came around the same time as Batman Begins, and um, 
this went straight to DVD, and this was released as a tie-in to Batman Begins, okay. which, uh, yeah, which they share little to nothing in common, I think. So. Wow, you wouldn't you want to see Christian Bale as Batman fighting Dracula? Um, you know, I, I kind of would not mind that. I don't know that I'd want that to be, uh, you know, some sort of the rebooting film that they were going to use, but uh, <laughs> maybe in a one-off or something. I, you know, I always kind of have liked the idea of kind of doing, you know, they have, I guess I'm going to use Nolan as an example because he's the current director, but, you know, they have him doing their main three films, but I've always liked the idea of maybe giving other directors their opportunity to do branch off and do like a one-off or something like that. Um, and I know the thing is, well, you know, that's going to confuse modern audiences. Yeah. We people are not as stupid as, um, some people are. We, yeah, but we're not as stupid as I think they think we are sometimes. Um, and think doing things, not necessarily Batman versus Dracula, but, very different than what Nolan or whoever else is directing the franchise. Something that, is that, doing. that doesn't that isn't concentrating on just establishing a character for mainstream audiences. Like like movies essentially like are this is what this character is about every single time. And that's what each superhero movie is supposed to do in essence. But like you're right, I if I if I uh understand you correctly, you're trying to say that like if they just had a superhero fighting some some special thing and have that be the thing instead of just trying to say this is what Green Lantern is about. This is what Superman is about. Da 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 da. Yeah. Um, you know, because I've always some of my a lot of the stories that I like are the more quirkier kind of stranger things uh, versus than just you know Batman's got two and a half hours to stop the Joker or whatever. But and that's a really poor <laughs> description like of Dar- the Dark Knight, but. <laughs> that actually looks like hell though like his underground lair it really really does like with the glowing candles and the red and the like the um stalactites yeah I've never been there though so I can't really tell you what it looks like too well <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> I got it exactly right this yeah this I, I remember watching this like the penguin really annoys me in this cartoon in this movie especially he takes up so much time and there was a, there was actually an episode of in the fourth season or fifth season I think where um yeah the Green Lantern ring was flying around <sighs> you just want him to be socked in the face because he can. I've never seen that one. Uh... I will say though, like in, in, in another uh, another uh, defense for this cartoon, the fourth and fifth seasons are 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 market improvement over the first three in terms of just. Yeah. I think if you like the animated Batman the animated series, you'll like the like. And it's, it's ironic because it's when Robin comes in and they bring him a lot more superheroes, but the episodes become a lot more focused, and they are a little darker. There was one episode that was very, actually very intense, where they kind of did like the whole contagion storyline, and it was really, really cool. Yeah, I, I think I remember, you know, Oracle shows up for a while, and there's some Nightwing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do think that the show... Um, I, f- I feel like the first three seasons, it was kind of like hit-miss, and then like hit-miss even in the third season, but I do feel like the fourth and fifth season 
were improvements, at least of what I've saw of them, mm-hmm. compared to what the, where the show started. Um, but even but it, that is the thing, you know. It was just somewhat inconsistent. It was an inconsistent cartoon that I mean, even comparing it with you know, Batman Brave and the Bold, which I think has these great episodes here and there. I think it is consistent at at what it's what it's trying to do. Um, but I guess every you know every cartoon has its weak episodes. Um, yeah. Well, it, it's it's it goes to this isn't a bad show at all. I don't think it's not terrible. And if it were terrible, I don't think it would last. Well, never mind. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was gonna say if it were terrible, it wouldn't last five seasons. But there have been terrible shows that last more than five seasons. But I think this show would just. If Batman fans or comic book fans say, "Oh, the Batman," well, that was awful. I think if you watch it, it's just inconsistent. It's not. It's not. It doesn't. You know, try to really insult the characters like Batman and Robin the movie did. It just tries to do something different, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it didn't. Well, I think also, I think it was very much underappreciated when it was when it was on. But I also think it came at a at a time where then you had Batman Begins. And they weren't really anywhere near one another. And uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that whole all of a sudden huge splash into at least the films really hurt this show because it wasn't the re- representation that everybody all of a sudden wanted to see. This movie, yeah. <laughs> I remember... I had seen screen captures of this movie, and there's there, there's a scene coming up. But we've not hit it yet, but like where Bruce has to move the mirror against the mirror with a, his name Alucard says, "Always Dracula backwards." Oh yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Of course!" <laughs> I actually didn't really click that until he did that. I fucking idiot. It kind of looks like Rachel Gould in this movie, the design. Yeah, but this movie, I don't think this movie, this movie not. Or this show, I don't think they did. They didn't do Scarecrow, and they didn't do Rachel Gould, and they didn't do Deep Space. Yeah, I was trying to think about some. I know they did. They did do Hugo Strange, which actually appears. One of my favorite episodes from the show was when the when Batman had to go use that mind machine to go into the Joker's brain to find where that missing detective was or whatever. Oh yeah, Um, that was actually very inspired. Yeah, I thought that was a really a good episode. It's nothing too drastically original, but um, I guess this is kind of cool. Like, like the different, like the way the shaky camera and like the different perspectives of Bat or Bruce and uh, Alfred. It's it's different from what you saw on the show. Like, at, like we were talking about in the beginning with the opening, it was very much akin to the show. But when once Dracula gets in here, I think it starts. It really starts to get its focus. I really think. like that. I think that's. A little creepy. But then, and then they would do things like this, this like surfboard stoner guy. Oh, man. Like, they hired Shaggy for the Wayne Manor party. I like his goatee. It's happening, guy. Yeah, I mean, the best way for me to describe this movie is it's it's a really good extended episode of the cartoon. Yeah, that pretty much 
sums it up, I think. This, is, this makes me laugh, too. <laughs> Here it comes. He has no reflection! I, I do think that the show, you know, the one thing is that it doesn't get a lot of credit for is I do think that, even in this movie, too, it did have really good voice talent. Um, which I think is a whole other thing, you know, the fact that it was Reno Romano and not Kevin Conroy voicing Batman, I think, even turned some people off further towards it. But I actually, th I think Reno Romano does a pretty good job. I actually, whenever I read the current comic books with Dick Grayson as Batman, I, I hear Reno Romano's Batman voice. I think that works really well for Dick Grayson Batman. And they, the whole... The, the the gag of this show was that this was like the beginning of Batman's career like like the first season was in his third year uh, season three or season four they introduced Robin like this they were really they were really concentrating on not just doing a Batman show but that connection to the comic or to the Nolan movies this was the beginning of Batman's career so mm -hmm. that was that was sort of interesting like you saw like Bruce Wayne does look younger which I think is appropriate there we go <laughs> um oh. And a bomb goes off in my brain. You know, and then they they brought, you know, Clancy Brown voices uh Mr. Freeze. Then when they when they brought in Hugo Strange in the second season, Frank Gorshin voiced Hugo Strange. Until he until he died and then he was replaced. But uh, Ron Perlman voiced Killer Croc and I know he voiced Bane at one time. Um, yeah, they had Bane in the first season, which heresy! How could you? Yeah, yeah. and the original Freddy Krueger, Robert England voiced the Riddler. And uh, inspired design. Yeah. People like Will Friedle, who who voiced Terry McGinnis on Batman Beyond, had appearances. Patton Oswalt, the comedian, voiced uh, a, a character. Was he the um, uh, Clue Master? Uh, he may have. The Toy Maker. Voiced the Toy Maker. And then... Um, Mark Hamill voiced Tony Zuko in the third season. And Kevin Conroy voiced uh, uh, John Grayson, which was, mm -hmm. which was interesting. And Jerry O'Connell, who, if, for those of you who don't know, he is, you're, you're the lucky ones, I guess, uh, voiced Nightwing when he appeared in the fourth season. Well, he also voiced, uh, like, the only reason I even know about him is episodes. And, uh, Brandon Ruth, who played Superman. Superman Returns voiced Everywhere Man in the fourth season. I totally forgot about that. Diedrich Brader voiced a Shadow Thief character in the fifth season. I mean, they they really did get a, a lot of fairly well-known actors to, to do voice work. Edward James Olmos voices Chief Angel Rojas, who uh, 
that's a that's another thing. Uh, <laughs> thoughts know. on uh, no Commissioner Gordon? No, they had Commissioner Gordon in, uh, eventually. Yeah, but I mean the fact that they opened the show with without him to me that was a huge. I mean that yeah really was borderline. You know, that's just to me that's something you don't you don't mess with. Um, it doesn't make any uh, sense because Batman. It, the, the fact that Gordon and Batman, ever since year one, have been entrenched in their own histories in Gotham, it works really well. And the fact that they, <laughs> they jacked that up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I just don't see what the where the the logic was in doing that. Like where that idea decided where they came from. Uh, Let alone doing Batgirl before Robin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the show was definitely different. It's, and then, and then Adam West voiced uh, the Gotham's mayor for the first four seasons of the show. Oh yeah, I forgot about it too. Animation in this movie is actually really well, really well done as well. I think the animation in the show was pretty good. But this one, there's a lot of like really interesting techniques with with glowing and and uh, lights and darks all over the place that weren't. That I, I didn't really notice in, the, in the, uh, the show, but in this movie they take advantage of the and use it to enhance the atmosphere. What What are you guys' thoughts on Alfred? Hmm. He's my least favorite character in the entire. No. <laughs> no, no, I mean in this in this film in this show, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't real big on the voice. I don't know what it was. I, I just I felt like he looks really young, too. Um, Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't really thinking about it, but yeah, I kind of agree. Um, he seems like he's kind of almost like comic relief, sort of. But I don't know if that's such a bad thing, but. But yeah, I kind of feel he looks a little young. In this show, they definitely did uh, put the relationship between Batman and Alfred to the forefront. Yeah. In the animated series, he was there, but like he was there to fulfill the Alfred role. Whereas this one, I think that was the that was a, a, for a while that was the emotional core of the story or the the show. There's your big. <laughs> I remember when I first saw this, I was like, they they ripped off Batman: Mass of the Phantasm in a way, which. It's not true to say because Batman gets chased by the police every five, five or so stories. But yeah, you do, you you do what works, I guess. Yeah, it's it, it, and usually it's it's a really it's always really well done. Like that's one of my favorite things ever in Batman history that the chasing Batman's the Phantasm, but also in Batman Begins, which was done from year one. Right. So this, to say that this, this... rips it off is not true. This scene kind of does have like that, that year one, almost. Uh, and then there's that scene in the. This uh, shot is awesome. Yeah. That, that was that was very well done. And I, and I remember I, I thought that Batman was taking these guys out, but it's actually Dracula, which is, it's it's cool because they don't show Dracula coming in here, so you don't know at first. That you probably know that. Right, right there. I just don't get why Gotham's always so quick to turn on Batman, like. Every time one person thinks that, oh, the Batman must be doing this, and all of a sudden they just go all out after him. Well, I think, you know, 
in a way that's kind of a reflection on maybe the the show's poor um, ability to and let the viewer know that it was at the beginning of his career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I watched this and I don't really get that vibe too much that, you know, he was first starting out. But I would agree that I do find it awfully interesting that it seems like Gotham... Uh, I, I don't know if that's so much in the comics. That is one thing about the comics is that they I don't feel like they really play on... Batman and his relationship with the city, I think, enough. They tried to around Warden when they did that whole no costume criminal, no costume vigilantes anymore. Thing, but yeah, in that, my opinion, that didn't work too well. So. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Here, I think this is this is we're almost at the halfway point in the, in the movie. I think this is where the movie actually comes into its own. It's a really cool fight scene and it starts to get a lot more, a lot more atmospheric. And like Zach said, Dracula. Batman versus Dracula is a cool thing. Sorry. No, you go ahead. I love Dracula like never moves his arms when he moves. Like even when he's running full speed, he's like his hands are like at his side. Yeah, he has a lot. Of, uh, he, has, he has a lot of a uh, super speed, which is yeah. No, I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm not one of those twihards who, uh, or, or should I say, anti-twilight people who like. Well, they're getting the the, the uh, vampire mythology all wrong. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I mean, I just know the basics. But this show, it's or this movie. It seemed to be very accurate, even to somebody who doesn't know the accuracy of the actual story about the, what vampires can and can't do with the super speed and like the crawling on the walls and the super strength. It, it seems it, that, that it made it seem interesting to me. Yeah, I actually think that the one thing that one of the things this movie does well too is that it does really blend Batman's mythology and Dracula's mythology together really well and makes it you know, possible to work in some way. You know, I, I don't know that either one of them are perfectly accurate, but uh, I don't always feel like that that's, you know, important. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the story works, then they change what they have to change or they leave out what they have to leave out. I actually do kind of, you know, as uh, dramatic and over the top that is, I do like them fighting with this huge moon in the background. His his Dracula's cape thing almost looks like these like this collection of these giant neckties or something. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, it's very it's strange. It's kind of a strange thing. Bam. <laughs> so it's funny to see Batman get beat up. I don't think he ever, I don't think he ever bleeds in this thing, but I like, I like that's an interesting image to see Batman like in an alley, you know, beat up on the ground. I like that. Just as uh, Peter Stormare voices uh, Dracula, and uh, Peter Stormare has probably been in about a billion movies, but uh, if you've ever seen the movie Fargo, he is one of he's Steve Buscemi's partner in Fargo, who actually ends up sticking Steve Buscemi in the wood chipper. Oh. Um, and he also he also plays the devil in uh, Constantine. Oh, okay. um, which it's appropriate casting. Yeah, There's all these uh, Dracula Satan connotations. 
Like right here, like see, I don't think the show did really did this, you know. I, I, I think they did something sort of similar when he went up against Bane. But right here they they milk it for all it's worth. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. See and 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 like for all the offer news, Batman went off to to fight Dracula. Oh he'll be back in a couple of hours and there's a guy <laughs> <laughs> a hospital. Yeah, this is where I think this is where like the uh, connections to the um, the Kelly Jones, Doug Minch vampires Batman stories. Yeah, the, is it the is it writer? What the hell? What is it? Red Mist and like something like that. Red. There were a couple of them. All that Elseworld stuff, and you know, I actually like those those stories quite a bit. Those are I, those are my favorite uh, Kelly Jones stories. I mean, I don't, I don't care for Kelly Jones in the main title, but I thought those were very well done. No, yeah, I think I think he does well writing those, or penciling those kind of stories, um, more su- supernatural stories. I think his style fits that. I think this is really. I'm hallucinating about himself as a vampire. Yeah, that that's nice. I like that. <laughs> a lot of blood. Lots of blood. Best supposed to be nocturnal. <laughs> yeah, actually watching this, rewatching this, having seen you know, Batman Begins multiple times. There are, I think, several scenes that share similarities. Which just came out, I don't know, this came out as a tie-in, but I doubt, you know, anybody really had... The patience. <laughs> yeah, or the, you know, hey, let's, you know, do some things that connect here. Uh, I will say that I... uh as strange as this may sound, I enjoy this more as a tie-in to Batman Begins than I enjoy Gotham Knight as a tie-in to The Dark Knight. Mm. The dark, uh, the, I'm not trying to get, get on another tangent, but the, the Gotham Knight is another inconsistent uh, special. I, 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 some parts I really like and some parts I thought that were lacking. Yeah. yeah you'll, you guys will hear all about that on another, <laughs> another episode of the special. I just, I really can't get over those no no shoes. I think the Joker can do. I mean, I, I think that because the Joker always comes off as like a very spelt, fashionable guy, but I, I can see him not wearing shoes. It's so funny what fans can and cannot accept about fictional characters. Well, I, I think cartoons too. I mean, anything TV or movies, live action or anything, it is so visual that. <laughs> to me, you know, if you can get the look right, and that's a huge, I think, step, um, especially in animation. I feel like mm. because I.
I, oh, this is, I think, and this is the most memorable part of the movie because I remember before I even watched this, I heard that there's this crazy sequence with uh, a zombie, a vampire esque Joker going nuts. <laughs> On that own, if you just hear that that concept, it sounds insane. And I actually think this movie did a really good job. Like that, that looks pretty uh, intense. For, I guess it's this this show is supposed to be meant for like six to ten year olds. That I never, I'm never quite sure about the demographics for cartoons. It seems like this is intense. <laughs> this is like <laughs> yeah. That, that this is actually a very novel idea. The Joker, ooh man, becoming the Joker being a vampire, just going all all on on a blood bank. That was dumb. The bell chant. I don't care about that. You know, and that's a very you know cartoon moment kind of. Mm -hmm. You know, having a character belch after drinking something. Um, (laughs) Yeah, trying to get easy laughs. Not from here, though. Right. Yeah, Batman healed up pretty quickly. Yeah. It bandages all over his body. Oh, yes, that's necessary. See, yeah, I, I think this is this is this movie is what was one of the first signs that this show could be something better. Because um, like, I, I, I'm not, I don't remember if this came out like in between the second and third season or something like that. I don't know. But this is before the fourth season, and I know that they, they actually did some redesigns on it. I think they redesigned Bruce Wayne, Batman's head, but this is like the first time you saw that this show could actually take something seriously. <laughs> and essentially, like the idea is that he is dead, right? Uh, it's yeah, as far as I yeah, I as far as I understand it. Yeah, that's how vampires worked. They, I mean, people are like they they they're dead, but they're that's cool. They uh. They're your speed lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick McKett must have done this to show as well. <laughs> I just... I, oh, boy. I just love seeing him crawl up and around the walls on all fours all over the place. That's... Like, uh, yeah. It's, it's really, it's, that's really good though. I, 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 I yeah. And the animation is very good, nice with all the shadows and everything. Mm-hmm. The one thing, though, I think that this animation very, re- very much is uh, reflects. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh... Okay, this this is actually very dark. <laughs> when you think about it, like this is actually like like just tonally very. I mean, I'm sure the. the <laughs> would have been able to do this but this is actually very daring I think for any kids cartoon oh man <laughs> I'm sorry what were we going to say well I was just saying that I think you know the animation is good but um, I think it very much reflects what was kind of popular at the time I actually remember several cartoons looking very similar in style to this one um, mm. the one that keeps coming to my mind is the uh, Sherlock Holmes and the 21st century or whatever twenty-second, yeah. yeah. I think it's good. Um, it's not. It's not Bruce Tim, but uh, you know, I have to get over that. 
Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think this a, show looks a lot more like, a, or at least resembles the Jackie Chan Adventures, which was on the same network. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was, I was still going on at this time, but uh, I know that, It's I very stylized. It's very, very yeah. stylized. And I think it's some, some to some degree, it's it, the show is a little more style over substance. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, because even like with some of the like the original Batman animated series, there were some episodes that just were not animated very well, but they were still enjoyable for what the story content was. You know, and it's it's funny that you say that because you know, I I agree that even sometimes I wonder if you know they had originally made episodes. I I keep thinking of the terrible trio episode that didn't air until like the third season, which actually a lot of people don't like. I actually love that episode. Um, I like the ending, but, <laughs> but not the episode. Yeah, but you know that is not very well polished in comparison to a lot of the other episodes in the third season. And I wonder if you know they did some of these and then held off on releasing them because you know that is an episode that uh, you know. People may not like it, but is uh, quite dark. But it's funny because I actually really enjoy kind of the unpolished artwork, even more so than I like the uh, polished, the the really refined stuff that they did. Um, and I obviously I've said it before. I'm not a huge fan of when they came back with the new Batman Adventures and what they did with that. Um, that was actually kind of disappointing to me. But we're talking about the Batman. Yeah, for the tenth time. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've we've spent a good chunk of this commentary talking about the animated series. <laughs> it's very good. The animated series are very bad at this show. Yeah, I think you know the hard thing is you know if you if you really try hard not to compare that show to this show, um, this sh- this show is a lot better than 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 comparing it to that. Um, I just feel like, you know, with Justice League Unlimited and and Batman Beyond and stuff, people weren't, they wanted something still in that Bruce Timm universe. Um, I think that if if this show just had a lot lot stronger focus and and it wasn't so haphazard with the tone in terms of a, a, a moonwalking penguin or whatever they did. Like that, right. that stuff just, just whenever I see that just annoys me because I can get behind that it's stylistically different. It doesn't need to be drawn by Bruce Tim, but like if it's just if the show doesn't take itself seriously every once in a while, and it's fine if they do that, but every single episode that's just kind of annoying. And I think that this show is this. I mean, I don't hate this show at all, but like this show is very guilty of just being very cartoony when I don't think it was. I don't think it should have been. I mean, there were some episodes that were like, especially in the later seasons, like. Like the Graysons, they were that was very well done. There wasn't like I don't remember Pink when showed up in that one, but <laughs> if the penguin didn't show up, it was a good episode. Exactly. Well, that's that's not necessarily my opinion, but I know that's yours. <laughs> I also think that this this show it was I like that I just have to comment on the back how he's got his cowl draped behind it and you could still see the white 
the white eyes on the cow. Good lord. I kind of like it when Batman takes people back to the Batcave for whatever reason. Every time that happens, I, I kind of I find that interesting. With the handkerchief over their face or not. <laughs> in the in the 60s show, he did it for, they, they did it for the penguin. They, they knocked him out so he couldn't, he couldn't find out where to go. Yeah, I have no problem with Batman taking people to the Batcave, but Bruce Wayne to sign he's going to take everybody to the Batcave, I think, is a little ridiculous. This show, this this is another thing with the good board. Look at that, it's insane. <laughs> That's crazy. This show, I was gonna say, this show, like with the design. One of the things, one of the very telling things of the design, like Batman's eyes are not very, for lack of a better term, menacing. They, they're just kind of like they're just kind of like oval shapes, and they're, they're sort of more akin to Spider-Man eyes, which aren't supposed to be very creepy. Whereas I think typically Batman, that people draw Batman's eyes about more like like squinty and a lot more clenched. Oh, I would Why, agree. Yeah, it, it it comes off less uh less threatening for criminals, of course. Well, I also like to point out that I like this version's Vicky Vale better than the one in the uh, Tim Burton movie. Really? Oh, yeah. That one's, that one's a horrible person. Who, who Vicky Vale was a horrible person? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, is, oh is, are these, these powers for your parents? Oh, well, I'll just like step on these right here. Or something. <laughs> yeah, I actually have never... I mean, I, I like her fine in the 89 film, but I've actually, just the character in general, I've never been a huge fan of. She's she's one of those, like, old-school Batman love interests that were just civilians instead of, like, uh, daughters of world conquerors or cat burglars that were, like... I think that <laughs> I think that they, they, they become uh, insignificant when you consider yeah, that person Batman is. Right, and I think, you know... Too, they you're talking about Catwoman and Talia, you know, they do get lost in the shuffle because they don't have that kind of, you know, character star status that mm. Selena and Talia do. Um, but, uh, I mean, just, you know, recently she had her roles in Road Home, which I've, I really didn't like her there, and uh, now it seems all of a sudden, at least in the comics, that everybody wants to tell their Bruce Wayne ex-girlfriend stories. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about that. <laughs> yeah, which I I don't quite get, but hey. It's an idea, I guess. Yeah. An idea that's been used hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of times. But an idea nonetheless. <laughs> What's your guys' thoughts on Bruce Wayne having blue eyes? What do you guys think about that? Just <laughs> <laughs> giving the barrel, huh? I, well, he has blue, blue eyes. He, he's always supposed to have blue eyes, isn't he? Even though it's... I don't know. To be honest with you, I'd, I've never paid a whole lot of attention to that. I really think he... I, I think that's like his, that's part of his... 
bed if he's scared. I almost feel like his eyes are like gray or something sometimes. I don't know. It's. I would imagine they were like if they if he exi- if he existed in real life. I think they'd probably be brown, but like I think that like in established character history, he has, he's always had blue eyes. But. Are you telling me that Bruce Wayne isn't a real person? My whole life has been a lie. <laughs> Everybody has blue eyes in this thing, though. Even the Joker, well, right now. Well, the Joker has like oh. red. <laughs> Instead of the jaundice eyes, yeah, in the animated series. He accomplished what Will Smith couldn't do in I Am Legend. <laughs> without, without dying, smooth, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure he did in the, the end. Yes, but there is supposed to be a sequel. Uh, Are you serious? Uh, I, I know because in the book, and uh, the other. You read you read the book. Well, the book is actually a comic. Yeah, the comic book. Yeah. Yeah. From a from what I under published a long time ago. Well, I, I read I, I read the book by uh, what's his name? Something Matheson. It's funny how uh, the whole story takes place like in Compton. <laughs> it does. Which is why they hired Will Smith. <laughs> the most competent representative of the local America. The ending of that one was depressing. There's another version. There's actually several versions, but there's a version from the 70s called the Omega Man. Oh, yeah. Which is um, with a gun-touting Charlton Heston. With his guns. Yeah. But actually, since we're talking about a completely different movie right now, (laughs) which I think tells you uh, how this movie has somewhat become disinteresting. Um, (laughs) Wait, you know, it just... it's kind of the, you know, it's a good way to look at, you know, how things like Mask of the Phantasm or Sub-Zero or even Return of the Joker, they can keep your attention for a whole 70 minutes. Return the of the other Joker, thing is, good God, that, that thing is like, that like it hypnotizes you. Right. Um, and that, you know, and and that to me is impressive because I think it's very hard to keep... Uh, characters interesting you know develop characters in 70 minutes most movies can't do that and th- and that's why to a, to a degree I don't necessarily fault something like this movie too much because I do think it's incredibly hard but at the same time I think it's not too difficult to keep a story fairly interesting for 70 minutes but when when they're writing for 22 25 minute TV episodes it seems like something some movies like this hit their their dry spot and it just becomes kind of like yeah some 70s exploitation movie where oh it's really exciting at the beginning and then there's 30 minutes of people talking and you're like why exactly. do I care about this and then get back to the action it's very um, padded it's like there's always just scenes of people looking around talking right. to themselves I mean well if you want it's another point like this is another instance of a of a love interest being uh, shoehorned into the villain's plot for some reason, which I, th- I think happens in every single Batman f- movie. Even like, right. well, 
some ways it works, some ways it doesn't. Like in some ways, like in Return of the Joker, uh, you had uh, Terry's girlfriend getting injured, but it wasn't like I need her to complete my plan. It was just you know she was just collateral damage. Whereas um, for like for example, the '89 movie, I think it's very contrived. Thank you, Vale. He decides oh, this 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 reporter is the one thing I need to be happy. I don't, I don't know. And uh, I think with this movie. Dracula just happens to find this one. Like, I don't think there's anything. I mean, I don't. I, don't, I think Vicky Vale's um, kind of interesting just to be here, but I don't think there's anything really. Like he, like he just finds this reporter and decides, right? That's the one for me. I'm gonna make her my wife. Yeah, it was and, all coincidental. Yeah, it's just <laughs> why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like in in all in. Uh... You know, Batman Returns, I think, is a little different, but definitely in both the Schumacher films, those love interests are shoehorned in there. I mean, um, in Batman and Robin, I believe, it's Julie Madison, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she's she's in that movie for what reason? Keep everything uh, from being gay. Well, that's... Uh, yeah, and because, <laughs> you know, she was a supermodel or whatever that, you know, was another face. Um and I've, I've, you know, I think I've expressed on the website and things my dislike for Batman Forever, and I really feel like uh, Nicole Kidman's character is only there because it's Nicole Kidman, and to an extent because she's a psychologist or whatever that they were trying to. But she was trying to bring up the, um, the, the psychology angle, but you could have done that without her, right? Very easily. Right here, I think I think we're just everything's just kind of padding until the, the final fight scene. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. Batman running from a from a Batmobile, which drives away on its own. That's kind of that's that's actually interesting. If this if this if this, if this was the animated series, I think he was all the way. Yeah, like, what's going yeah. on right here? I mean, yeah, I mean, it 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 becomes at a point in this where it's just like, all right, get on with it already, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even more so than the beginning, which I thought like, if Penguin looking around scared, walking to the graveyard, saying something, looking around scared, walking around the graveyard, saying something, Batman fighting the Joker, Penguin looking around, walk, looking scared, walking around, saying something. I mean, this well, one's think- like. Go ahead. I think that would have been absolutely awful if it didn't have the bits with Batman and the Joker fighting in yeah. between. Um, if that would have just ran as one big, long, extended scene. I probably would have shut the movie off. <laughs> because, you know, I do like Batman, but I, you know, these animated films, I kind of judge on their in their own different level because I feel like some of them exceed the way I feel like they should be like Mask of the Phantasm or Under the Red Hood where they they kind of go past that barrier of being an, a cartoon, an animated movie but um, they get into the story and I actually really love this The he's got all the antidotes strapped on this that's awesome yeah. of course, it's very uh, 
Yeah. It would have been even cooler if he would have been shooting them at him with like a crossbow or something. It kind of reminds me of Batman the Colts because he was very strapped in that. Uh, yeah. That storyline. But he does it very stylishly over here. He just like well, tries to do it as acrobatically as he can. Love how into this point they all were going like one at a time at him instead of just mobbing him. There's your mob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That little girl. <laughs> In the face. Yeah, this turns into like a zombie thing, actually. If these guys are vampires, <laughs> here's a bottle. If these guys are vampires, why don't they just use their super speed, brush them against the wall, and bite them? But they're now they, they turn they turn to zombies by like kind of very slowly walking towards him. He brought like, exactly enough. Well, it's great detective. <laughs> Doesn't this thing end with like people thinking the penguin was like the big vampire lost ones guy? Yeah, I think so. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think I think if I were to assume this this is where the point where the movie gets back on track with uh, the satanic rituals and the unholy sacrifices and Batman looking disgusted. You know, I wonder what the average like runtime is for you know a human sacrifice or whatever. Like, how long does that usually take? Because I feel like Vicky Vale should be done by now. Well, you don't know, man. They, they they could, you know, take time to get to get the proper instruments. They could look in the books for the tra- proper incantations. They could take like uh, many man hours. <laughs> well, I just feel like from the time he started, okay. you know, removing her soul or whatever he's doing, um, <laughs> till now. Ah, oh, no! Don't do it, Batman. That was a nice touch. That was a nice touch. Whoops. Wait, wait, wait. She's like in Victorian? Huh? She's, she's, like, she's like her... Well, that's, that's interesting. Her, uh... Her soul is like in a Victorian dress. Is that how it rolls? No, that, um... He was using Vicky's soul to reawake his wife or whatever from. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a brief, a very brief scene where they explain that. See that you know. That again shows you that. It was very bad forever actually, right here. Yeah. Hey, this is what he's doing in the movie. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Dracula looks pissed. <laughs> you know how much money I spent on those smokes? 
Not to mention the candles. I think this, I think realistically, I'm a huge Batman fan. I think realistically, if Dracula was really really PO'd, he would just snap his neck. Yeah. Like with his super speed. I mean, he's he's. Forgive him for not exactly getting to the point. The whole idea that vampires have super speed is something that wasn't always always around in our in our twilight age of <laughs> vampires and I think we have a different the traditional Dracula was really just his one thing that he's he could he could turn into a bat and fly out and into your window and he could suck your blood. <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't have a as strong of an accent in here. <sighs> Which I'm, uh, you know, to an extent, I'm glad they didn't try to really, you know. That, that would have been. <laughs> yeah, it would have been turned it into like it was Dracula hamming it up or whatever. Yeah, there's no. I don't know. If I, don't, I don't know if they have any Hammer Horror references with Christopher Lee or Peter Cushing. I'm, I'm not sure if they just. Reference to that. that thing reminds me. That, that thing's very '60s esque. I, I don't know how to explain it, but like that little signal he has. Like, like I think it, it has a name in the, in the cartoon. Like, like the bat, radio, the bat radio. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, it's it's like. That was actually one of my always my favorite kind of things about the show was that little that symbol with the. Looked kind of. It doesn't. Mm. It doesn't really fit the rest of everything else. But uh, you know. Well, you had to look, wonder why, why cool. Bruce created something so annoying to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's that sound? Oh, there must be trouble. Okay. Because like right at, up at this point, he doesn't have a bash signal. The animation is actually very good. Mm-hmm. See, like, <laughs> he would just like 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 uh, a speed. Now this is just annoying. Oh, that had hurt. Penguin has... Does he, have, he doesn't have fangs, does he? He's like shark teeth. Surprise, he can fly. That's kind of cool. And this is where the part where they kind of contrive their way back to the actual back cave. From the, cemetery, from the cemetery to the back cave. That's actually interesting. That was the plan all along. I just love how fast all of a sudden he seems to be moving. Mm-hmm. I don't get these villains who, you know, want to waste their time or whatever. Well, he's trying to kill him actively, but yeah. Batman's like outrunning him and, and like outmaneuvering him, which makes no sense. 
because he's established like he's fast. Like earlier, maybe. he was dodging everything easily, and now he's like actively trying to get it, but he can't. Maybe he rubbed himself down with some some garlic or something before. <laughs> he's loud garlic juice. That's a nice image. <laughs> this guy, he's dead. A very nightfall esque kind of sequence. Getting your butt kicked in the back cave. I I did like the back cave in this in this show. I thought it was I thought like the way it was like very cavernous. Mm-hmm. And it was in the uh in the anime series, but this one is sort of like a big hole in the, in the ground where you just kinda like walk walk around. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. This is very uh this is the worst part of the I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say I've been like teasing this the entire time. This is the worst part of the movie, the penguin. He's just so annoying and just, I don't care that he's voiced by SpongeBob SquarePants. He's not even a threat, just, just he's like Chucky the doll, just stop him in the face. God Like he has like a like a like a cat in the hat kind of hat thing and like I look look at this now. And this movie is supposed to be very dark with the with the the, the vampires and the, and the blood and everything. It's just yeah, it, it almost forgets completely about that. Exactly. When it gets to that particular scene with the penguin. At least with the Joker, it was it was a lot more intense and uh, really wrong with all the blood guzzling. Now, if that is not a kick-ass moment. <laughs> What up, B? What's what Alfred should have said? That's actually cool. That tasted good. I don't know how, how many of you guys watch the uh, the show. Supernatural. They do a lot. They do a lot of like uh, fast and loose ways with people with, with special abilities, and I think a lot of times they actually do it very well. Where like. Yeah, these two guys going up against people who have like these super abilities, like super agility and super speed, and super strength, and many times they just get their their butts handed to them, or they don't, they don't even see them coming. I felt like this one really shows <laughs> how how much he's either holding back or how much the script is holding back. Because like really, really like like Batman's lipping too. It's not like he's like running at full speed. This part's cool. I, I feel like for the most part it's fairly well written. I think what sets it back is when they do the moments like the belching or something like that. Mm-hmm. That it's just yeah. like, you know you're screwing it up for yourself, so why are you doing that? Now that was a pretty cool image. It's very nice. That's very nice of the anime here. See, I think this this is where the, the in the in the in the series Batman, I think Batman, this is how Batman acts in my mind. I, I'm, I have very strict and specific images yes, of Batman's personality. Yeah, because I'm annoying. But like in the in the cartoon, he's he's not as this. He's not this awesome. Yeah. 
making him the growing work before, why can't you do it again? Money, 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 money. See, why do you gotta drop the, the little eyeglass? At least, at least this will um, help Penguin Street cred. He gets credit for all this. Yeah. You mean start the street cred? <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is cold out with all the people wearing the things. That's what I never, I never get from like crime scenes. People, I can understand if they're freaked out or anything, but they, I guess they're automatically freezing from the trauma or something. A blanket is the symbol of comfort. Very literal symbol that I'm not sure where. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not, I'm not been in the middle of a, of a crime scene recently, so. I live and in a crime scene. That was another thing, like, he wasn't, Penguin was an Arkham Asylum. And I, I know, I don't, yeah, you know, people, you know, that's, well, it's easy yeah, to get out of there. It's a, it's a very easy way to. <laughs> At no point in the show was Penguin ever remotely crazy. He was just annoying. I'm, I'll, I'll shut up about that now. <laughs> I've talked way too much about how much Penguin is in the show. It's like, it's like having Catwoman and Arkham Asylum, though. It's just... I feel like... See, to me, that's a very, very abrupt ending. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, that that just doesn't... I feel like that's kind of poorly paced. So. The Batman. That's... That was Batman vs. Dracula. Um, what are your guys' final thoughts on the movie? Yeah, well... Pretty much how I felt the series about how it was kind of... Trying to mix dark with whole campy side to it i kind of i don't know i kind of lost it didn't hold my interest for the whole movie i think because of that because i couldn't really get into the story so and i agree the ending was kind of abrupt because i wanted to see you know maybe vicky talks to bruce after maybe she like mentions like how batman saved her and and, like he's like oh i'm not batman (laughs) like i never said you were (laughs) you never said enough this movie is very evocative of, of the, sh- the show in many ways, and in both good parts and bad. I think that, like, I was really digging it, uh, actually, bits and pieces here, especially during the middle part where he first fights Dracula. After that, and then after the uh, Joker sequence, it almost stops to a grinding halt for, all, like, all the science and the Dracula's ritual, and it feels very, very padded. And I think that it was just a problem with the show that it, if it was just more focused, it could be really good, because you can sort of see but as it is, it's just it comes off as, as it's just slightly above mediocre for me. Um, I mean, I, I, if, I were, if I were to give this like like a uh, pass or fail kind of thing, if I were that pretentious, and I then I would give it a pass. But it's just it's it's very close to just being it's just kind of uh, forgettable. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think it holds up with the better uh, animated movies. I think you know it is very much. A reflection on the TV show. I think it had has its good moments, but it also had its very stale, kind of dry, not so interesting moments. I mean, I think 
by the time we're we're sitting in the commentary talking about I am legend, um, <laughs> I think you can tell that we're not really that interested in what's going on in the movie anymore. And then eventually it comes back. I just think it. I think it's well animated. Go it's ahead. more. It's more to do with what's going on the screen. Like there was just nothing was happening on the screen. It's not like we were. Like, it's not that Bruce saw uh, you know the meaning of life and we just didn't care. It's just that nothing was going on. <laughs> It's yeah. It's just you know. It was you know. We talked. Don mentioned it several times. It is very padded. It feels like it's just throwing content in there to to meet its runtime, which I don't know is really necessary. So I would I would too say that you know this is above average, but I don't think that it's it's there's any. I don't feel like there's much of anything memorable in this movie. So but I, I think people should watch it at least once. At least once, yeah. So that's going to do it for us at the Batman Universe Specials. Be sure to check out the next movie commentary. So that's everything. This is Zach. This, this is Donovan. Uh, this is Josh. And you've been listening to the Batman Universe Specials. We'll see you guys next time. Adios. Later. Anne Hathaway, number one on Yahoo Search. Maybe she's, maybe she's been handed the part of Selena Kyle. Uh, <laughs> this just in, folks. <laughs> um, Another thing that's yeah. not related to the Batman vs. Dracula. <laughs>